0: Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show was made possible by our patrons. So, if you would like to support us, we're at Patreon.com/slash Two Towns um, If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at Facebook.com/slash TTO Pod. Uh, and if you would share us around and give us five star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show.
1: If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan.
2: Listen, if either one of us, baby, is gonna fuck Leonardo DiCaprio, it's gonna be me.
0: Welcome to the motherfucking panic.
1: Yeah, we're talking about. Zeta. Oh, are we recording this already? Yeah.
2: Fuck yeah! It's fucking time. It's, <laughs> we finally fuck yeah. You
0: just heard a new intro, y'all. Yeah. That's a
2: new fucking intro. You're seeing a
0: Look new at, logo. A Look new at this fucking, fucking logo, logo we got on
2: the shit. Yeah. It's fucking. It's 2023.
1: There's a whole new year. Yeah, let's hope you know.
2: It's a whole new year. It's a whole new series. It's a long
1: series. Yeah, it's going to be long.
2: Fucking just settle it, in. Yeah. Get get a blanket. Get it's comfy. Lo- it's long. Get some hot and, cocoa. And,
1: and
0: both me and Josh are writing scripts about some of this it's, stuff. Fuck yeah. yeah.
2: We're all writing shit. It's yeah. a massive, collaborative. We're not just letting Don do everything.
0: We figured out <laughs> that the explicit tag on Patreon might be specifically uh, about porn.
2: just <laughs> adult content creators, which is only kind of what we are. Yeah. All right
1: so there you go in my defense you guys set up the patreon not me
2: that's fair fuck that's true that's very <laughs> fucking didn't fair we did do that
1: but uh so yeah guys welcome welcome to 2023 we made it this is the year where we fuck don't, don't we're time shuffle.
2: travelers because we are recording Loud. this in 2022 yeah. <laughs> we're recording
1: this a week before christmas
0: don are you sure you don't have adhd I, I have
2: ADHD, but I I handle it well. Hey, brand new series, same old uh, inability to stay us. on topic. <laughs> same
1: old us. So we've been teasing this for a long time now. You've heard ads. We recorded ads for this. Yeah. It's such a big deal. Yeah. So we're excited. This actually, when we started this, the uh, show- for those
0: of you who like to uh, keep up with me, you're too far behind already. Catch up. Thank you.
2: I don't even know what that's in reference to. So.
0: People like to smoke with me. Oh, oh, sorry. They know. I'm already. I'm. I'm like two bowls in. You guys, come on, catch up.
1: <laughs> Fuck's so sake. when the show started, and I was coming up with the list of topics and the story or the 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 legends, and then the stories that would go along with them. Uh huh. Originally, there was two episodes, three episodes based on the Satanic Panic. It was going to be a two part episode. Uh-huh. And that was going to be we were going to talk about D&D. <laughs> yeah. And we were going to talk about heavy metal. Right. And that was it.
2: And then that ballooned
1: yeah, into, into what
2: we are beginning now will probably be a multi-month long series. And we
1: can't even say it's going to be X number because we don't know long how long we're going to camp out in certain areas.
2: Right. It's I don't know if yeah. you know, when, I mean, not to spoil too much, but like we're going to get to Salem Witch Trials. I don't know if that's going to be a, a two or a three-part episode. Yeah. God knows when we get to West Memphis oh 3, God. it's probably going to be a minimum of a three-part episode Uh, i would
1: minimum four
2: yeah see fucking exactly because this is gonna be that's a month that's a month that we're gonna sit on that topic every
1: other time i've listened to a west memphis and we'll get hi guys it's us (laughs) every other time i've listened or watched a west memphis three podcast or anything about it there's so much crazy shit that happened that people tend to just not talk about certain aspects of it and they just stick with the highlights right i don't want to stick with i want no to this day it's an unsolved case i don't care what you say it's an unsolved case there are people out there who are more believable as the 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 murderer or murderers Mm-hmm. Than the three who were arrested and convicted. I said,
2: you could tell me Ronald McDonald did it, and I would believe you more than I do that Damian Eccles did it.
1: Yeah, funny enough, Mr. Bojangles, the restaurant, fits into, Bo-Jangles. The, fits into the story. But we'll get No. To that. Yeah, yep.
2: it's, we are already ahead of ourselves. No yeah, way. Westwood's <laughs> Three
1: is like the second to the last part of the series. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we bothering you?
0: What what are you even talking about right now?
2: No, she
1: needs anime music while she draws. Oh, just mocking her. <laughs> <laughs> that was so straightforward. <laughs> oh my god, I got to tell you. So the other night, I took Cindy out to dinner. Uh huh. And when she asked what the occasion was, it was literally we survived. Yeah. The last <laughs> right. few months, we just we went out. And I took her to Carrabba's. So we're sitting and we walk in. It's like quarter after five. Uh-huh. I figured, and the woman's like, "All right, we already we have a forty minute wait," and I'm like, "Oh lord!" But we's like, "All right, go ahead and put us on the list," and we went and sat down. Not even ten minutes later, she calls our name. Uh huh. And I walk up to the woman and I said, "Excuse me, we were promised a forty minute wait." <laughs> no. <laughs> and the the look on this woman's face was, "Oh shit." <laughs> And, I, you know, I'm able to play. I keep going. And Cindy and finally no, had to tell me to stop it. You have
2: the most, like, frustratingly straight face <laughs> when you're fucking
1: with people. And the general public doesn't know you, Don. And then <laughs> like, the funny, we, so we go to our table. She sat us at our table. Uh-huh. We ate our dinner. 30 minutes later, we're leaving, or however long it was it took us to eat. We're leaving, and I walk up to the, the hostess counter again, and I said, excuse me. How much longer before our table is ready? <laughs> that same look crossed her face again. and she, she did not have time for your fucking jokes,
2: Don. <laughs> she is not our audience. She didn't come to work ready to get fucked with by a true crime podcaster. By a, like... by a boomer.
1: <laughs> I am not a boomer.
0: What are you, Gen X? I'm Gen X. By a
1: boomer. All right, so guys, we're going to get started. So here oh, we go, man, here it fucking goes. It's time and read over the past few years. The 80s have seen a resurgence in pop culture. They sure have from the, juggerna- so from the juggernaut <laughs> that is Stranger Things to the proliferation of remakes of horror movies from that decade. I'm they, fucked up Nightmare- <laughs> they, they,
2: they fucked up Nightmare on Elm Street so oh, yeah. bad with the remake. They really fucked up the canon. I really like Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is my favorite. I love Dave England. Robert England. Robert England. Fuck. Who is Dave England? I have no idea. Dave England is somebody. Some guy. <laughs> I don't know how I fucked that up. Some, Dave some fucking dude. Was your neighbor. No, my neighbor's <laughs> name was Debbie. She's very nice.
1: She has a dog named Jake. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jake. So um so yeah, so there could be no denying that the eighties are hot again. Now many people see the eighties through the neon day glow glasses of nostalgia, where everything is big hair, spandex, and swatch watches. But the 80s had their share of darkness. The decades started with the assassination of John Lennon, followed by the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. The 80s saw the introduction of the AIDS Good epidemic. Fuck. Huh? Huh? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the 80s saw the introduction of the AIDS epidemic and the cavalier attitude of the government to bring it under control. It saw the proliferation of crack cocaine. For every hit film or history-defying song that graced the culture in the 80s, there was a dark side. The 80s fucking sucked. Uh, yeah. White
2: guy. 1985. <laughs>
0: I just recently watched Inside, if you can't tell. yeah, <laughs> I,
1: so
2: We've only been making jokes about it for the last three
1: weeks. Uh-huh. So the 80s also saw the rise oh, in the Moral really Majority. Cool. Now, the Moral Majority was an American political organization Probably. associated with the Christian right and the Republican Party. It was founded in 1979 by Baptist minister Jerry Falwell Sr. and Associates and associates and dissolved in the late 1980s. It played a key role in the mobilization of conservative Christians as a political force and particularly in Republican presidential victories throughout the eighties. And as a result, a new enemy of the people was brought to the forefront, an enemy that infiltrated every aspect of life for the young the children of the eighties. No longer could children sit and watch Saturday morning cartoons without being bombarded by his dark message. Their music which began reaching a whole new audience in nineteen eighty one with the debut of MTV. See kids back in the day, MTV. Don't um, do this. <laughs> don't do my, this. We've heard it. I we've heard it. We know we know the
2: bit. They still showed music videos in the nineties too, for like hours at a time.
1: I know. Uh yeah, so with the debut of MTV, <laughs> their music, which began reaching a new audience in nineteen eighty one with the debut of MTV, was full of his wanton debauchery. The sexual innuendo of the music video, the hidden messages placed ever so cunningly to where the conscious mind can barely hear them when played backwards, or could only hear them when played backwards, even the innocuous board game became an instrument of terror in the hands of the Dark Lord, for in the 80s, if it was bad, it was probably because of Satan. All of this to say that starting this week, we are beginning what will be our first truly wide-reaching series. A series where we will look deep into the dark side of the America's most nostalgic generation. At the paranoia, the propaganda, and the moral grandstanding that no saint or sinner alive in the era could avoid. While we've touched on many small parts of of this over the last year, today marks the beginning of a much closer look at the phenomenon that we begrudgingly know as the satanic panic. Fuck yeah! It's time. (laughs) Now, as a child of the 80s, me, Don. I was going to say, because yeah. you you were I was, here. I was there, You man. were in the thick of it, man. Yeah. Man, you saw shit in <laughs> the 80s, shit, man. man. You weren't there whenever your friend was standing next to you and got hauled off to the principal's office for playing Metallica. I was there, man.
2: I have listened to a little bit more of Metallica recently, and fuck, they're so overrated. They have some good songs. They I have like five <laughs> songs that I really, really like. And then I listen to the, and rest the same of Metallica. five songs that the rest <laughs> of us right. like. It's, it's, it's like Disturbed yeah. where it's I like the good songs and then I listen to the other songs and I'm like, oh, these are all just basically exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry, Metallica fans. I know
1: you're rabid people. Yeah. Oh, no. So as a child of the 80s. One was good, though. <laughs> I remember the satanic panic vividly. I remember being told that a simple game like Dungeons & Dragons was evil and would cause me to summon a demon either inadvertently or through learning the dark machinations of the game's descriptions of magic. And see,
2: nowadays we know that if you want to summon a demon, what you actually have to do is use promo code BOO40... to take uh, a do it yourself oh, at home, demonology org. Dot org. org no there a is dot an org. organization don't you take so away sorry. their credibility my bad a dot org that may be completely defunct and we don't actually know who took our money for that um, <laughs> <Still> <laughs> cares? We get um content. no now see now you know that you've got to do a whole do-it-yourself-at-home online class to learn how to summon a demon. Dungeons and Dragons doesn't cut it anymore.
1: No. So even things that we take for granted today, like the parental advisory stickers on music, would not have existed if not for the satanic panic, leading a group of mothers to form the PMRC, or the Parents' uh, Music Resource Center, after worrying that children would be led astray by the lyrics that they were exposed to.
2: Which inadvertently also more or less led to the creation. I mean, GTA had a lot to do with it, but the, the ESRB. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, it all kind of stems from the same thing. All these different like ratings and everything that we have
1: now. I mean, I get certain things. I mean, I, to a degree, I understand. It's no different than a, a rating of a movie. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't want my, I'm going to age myself. I wouldn't want my seven year old to listen to two live crew. Sure. I uh... mean, because <laughs> I don't want my kid going me so horny, me so horny, me love you long time. I, I wouldn't.
0: I'll. I'll be honest, Don. I wouldn't want fucking anybody
1: to listen I was just to saying, my I crew. I, listen to you do that right I, now. I, I <laughs> so even cartoons, the original bastion of purity for children's Saturday morning cartoon or Saturday mornings, had been infiltrated by the Smurfs, an evil show that exposed children to the evils of socialism, witchcraft, misogyny, and homosexuality.
0: I'm sorry. I was just a little distracted by the images on the screen in front of it's me. It's
2: literally currently in the studio. We have Kat working on the the badges for, for, the, ghost for the Ghost Strokes pass. World Tour backstage pass yeah. that uh,
1: $20 patrons are getting soon. That they have been waiting patiently for. Thank you so much for yes. your patience. All of this panic. Stim- it's going to be so fucking rad, you guys. <laughs> All of this panic stemmed from a belief that there was a syndicate of Satan worshipers in America who were sacrificing children for power, using their weak minds to spread their Luciferian messages to the masses.
2: And they could be in your neighborhood. Yes.
1: Uh, (laughs) Like Danny (laughs) Phantom. Subtly twisting them with their subliminal messages aimed only at them. Now, over the next several weeks, I wrote weeks, but... eh.
0: (laughs) Over the next...
1: Some amount of time. It's
2: going to be several weeks for sure. It just depends on your definition of several.
1: We are going to take a deep dive into the urban legend of Satanic Panic and its legacy it has left on America and the world. We will start with probably one of the first highly reported um, instances of Satanic Panic in history, the Spanish Inquisition. That's what we'll be talking about today. Nobody expected that. Nobody expected that. I know.
2: (laughs) Nobody
0: expects the Spanish Inquisition. Fuck. Fuck. I had it, and I fucking forgot about it. (laughs) Our
1: chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and so are two weapons. Our fear, surprise, ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons. Our fear, surprise, and a ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope. I'll come in again. Anyways, so next... (laughs) Did you... Did you just already have that like ingrained yes. into your brain? Yes, please. I had the whole skit ingrained in I my brain. I'm sure that you do. I would expect
2: nothing less. <laughs> I used to of have a Don book. Bingham.
1: I used to have, no lie, I had a book of every script.
0: Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition.
1: <laughs> but I used to have a book of all the scripts of Monty Python's Flying Circus. <laughs> of course you did. But, um,. My so, dad
2: had the whole DVD box set, and that's why I'm weird now.
1: <laughs> so uh, my dad was
2: a Mel Brooks fan. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Next, our favorite,
0: which this might surprise you, our favorite was the um, Blazing Saddles. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure, my sure, dad sure. used to fucking
2: love that shit. We loved Robin Hood Men and Tights.
0: That was my favorite. Yeah. Uh huh. I was just surprised that Gerald Mayner liked the one with the N word in it repeatedly like (laughs) by white people yeah like
1: so um next we will start okay sorry next we travel over to the colonial america and investigate the salem witch
0: trials (laughs) actually uh just as a tantric my dad's um opinions on that movie mirror uh kind of my opinions now which are if you're gonna show a movie about the time you better fucking show it how it was. Uh, that's why black folks love Quentin
2: Tarantino. You're so goddamn much.
0: right. That's why the fuck we. That's why we fuck with Leonardo. Okay, <laughs> that man. Listen, there's a whole Roy Wood Junior. Yeah, bit about it. Yeah, I love that yep. bit because it's very true. Because like, yeah, correct.
2: <laughs> well, there's the interview with um, uh, was J- J- Jamie Fox. Yes, that played Django, where, yes. where he's talking about how Leonardo DiCaprio was like, oh, I don't, I don't know, you guys, this feels really wrong to me. And Samuel L. Jackson sat him down and had this conversation with him, and the next day he came on the set and he, like, was in character already. He wouldn't even look at him. Uh, Leo fucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, up until you're the age of 25. At which <laughs> yeah. he, we yeah. will break recently, up with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hmm. What? Listen, if either one of us, baby, is gonna fuck Leonardo DiCaprio, it's gonna be me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So which you're means out of you're the out the of
0: the range. <laughs> <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> Leo, get it together, man. So after the say don't the- don't uh, p- Leo, please,
2: <laughs>
1: please, dude. This is your last time, dude. Please. <laughs> So next, we will travel. I read that. I'm sorry. Then we will learn about the self-proclaimed most evil man in the world and the inspiration for many in the ways of dark magic, Aleister Crowley. Then we will look into the life of...
2: Aleister Crowley is a wild, wild story, too. And uh,
0: Crowley and also Faust... Hella prevalent in lots of anime. Also... So much anime.
2: A thing that you probably did not know, Alistair Crowley is maybe a little bit partially responsible for uh, the invention of rockets. I don't... I feel like I've heard that before, but I couldn't tell you where from. Yeah. I've recently li- been listening to a uh, uh, Last Podcast on the Left yeah, yeah. A series about... Uh, I cannot remember his name, but... Um, He was into all the Aleister Crowley magic, and he was basically not single-handedly responsible, but very largely responsible for rockets as we know them today.
1: Um, Then we will look into the life of Anton LaVey and the beliefs of the Church of Satan before revisiting a story that we discussed last year. An event that occurred because of satanic panic in London, England, as we return to Highgate Cemetery and find out what happened after the events we discussed before. Yeah, yeah, y'all been waiting on that one for yeah. quite a bit.
2: Uh, yeah, we've we've got a wealth of information from um, an anonymous donor who um, yeah. has released or who has given us access to a very uh, not insignificant archive of information about well, that that I don't know how many other people actually have access to. So that's going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna play mm-hmm. real journalist for a little
1: yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we'll start in the 80s with the publication of Michelle Remembers and look into the phenomenon of false memory syndrome and the often heinous practice of regressive hypnosis. That's all, Reuben baby. That's all Reuben.
0: babies. I love that shit. I well, I I don't like that it happened. I like <laughs> that it's very interesting how the your brain with just a little bit of I mean, you've seen um magicians Penn and Teller, all of them talk about this, but love like Penn and Teller To such a degree that people can make you remember shit that never fucking happened. Right.
1: And we're going to get into that. Yep. Uh, From there, we're going to camp out in the 80s for a while discussing all the ways that Satan infiltrated the daily lives of Americans. From Satan infiltrating Saturday morning cartoons and tabletop playing games to the demonic forces for sale and the toys kids played with to the music they listened to. And as
2: well as a little bit about how that transfers to today where uh now po- pokemon is, video is games. also satanic yep. video and games did it yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually you know what fuck it i'm saying it right now we're gonna have to add in a whole section about um i want to say the guy's name was lieberman who um talked to yeah sorry no yeah, i you, rolled my you eyes so yeah. goddamn hard um he he was basically the the pioneer of video games cause violence and right so fuck Such it I'm, I'm gonna write an episode
1: about lieberman fuck it we will also what a
0: what a what a
1: what a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> we will also discuss the life of Ricky Casso, a troubled teen who, in fact, did kill in the name of Satan. From there, we begin to. What a cuck.
2: <laughs> is From that there- the catchphrase yes. of the Satanic <laughs> Panic? please, God, no. Satanic Panic, episode one. What, what a cuck. A cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: From there, we begin to discuss the ramifications of the panic and the lives that were destroyed by it. We'll take a look at the McMartin preschool molestation trial, a trial that to this day is still the longest and most expensive trial in American judicial history.
2: It's also one of the most full-of-shit trials yeah. in American history. And it is a perfect example of <laughs> What What? The justice system? <laughs> it, it's even more full-of-shit than the OJ
1: trial, if you would believe it. I would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> easily. I, I grew up in this country. I did. <laughs> it is also a perfect example of how the Satanic Panic became an uncontrollable monster in its own right. Then we come to what ostensibly was the last sacrifice of the 80s Satanic Panic, The West Memphis three there, we would discuss the convictions of three teenage boys for a triple homicide of three eight year old boys based on no more than the way they looked and the fact that they weren't the model Christians.
2: So like I have I have a quick little tantric about that because so I was kind of sort of goth living in a small town in Alabama. I didn't even actually specifically know about the West Memphis 3 trial at that point in my life. You did? Or you didn't. didn't. Okay. I did not, no. But I still, like, I had long hair. I wore all black, uh, mm-hmm. big baggy jeans. I have I... on a blood red T-shirt and baggy pitch black sweats right now i was the like only kid in that school who listened to anything heavier than metallica yeah because i was getting into like you know like meshuga and a different death <laughs> I, metal did, i know you were gonna say
1: <laughs> i know exactly i was thinking infinite infanticide but go on
2: but that was that was obscure Uh, To them, you know, and it like it was a a whole high school where the the graduating class was like 30 kids. So it was very small. And I was the only kid like that. I was always afraid that if any because they would call me a devil worshiper and shit all the time. I was so afraid that if like somebody got murdered in that town, everyone was going to point the finger at me. So like they would have (laughs) exactly. Yeah, sure. That lasted like from the 80s that was a leftover fear that I didn't even know the specific story that made me afraid of that scenario yeah. that that's how
1: prevalent the west memphis 3 trial
2: is yep
1: so we will then after the west memphis 3 learn about pazuzu Algorod. aha another satanist who ended up a murderer and he had a funny name yeah finally
0: and he, that's a that's a no that's zozo
1: no pazuzu's in one of them Oh my god no pazuzu was in the exorcist that's the real, one yeah yeah it's a babylonian wind god but oh my god so what I did i do what happened you said I've... zozo there is a new thing it is a suit that you wear and it's almost like a motion sensor capture suit uh-huh. except it's got all these different like reflective things and you put your you aim your phone at it and it uses an app and using this suit and the app It gives you accurate three-dimensional body measurements. Sure. So you can keep track of your waist and everything. This suit is called the Zozo. Great.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. If anyone has ever seen the Grinch that came out in the 90s, the Dr. Seuss one? No. The one with Jim Carrey? No, no, no. Sorry. The old. the, The old. The
1: original one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did that smile <laughs> for just a second. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because no, that I saw it happened. Yeah. That was that's good information for me to have. Thank you.
1: So finally, when we we will wrap up the series by discussing what can only be described as Satanic Panic 2.0. Everybody's favorite lunatics, QAnon.
0: God, and, I keep forgetting. I keep <laughs> forgetting about yeah, it. Yeah, you keep forgetting that we're
2: going to be forced to discuss that. And we will see how far. <laughs> I've blocked it out.
1: I, I can't. We will see how far, if at all, we have come in the last 40 years. So... (laughs) Hey, you said come, continue? Yeah. Uh, So let's get started on this journey to the dark side with what may not be the first satanic panic in history, but it was definitely the most lengthy and deadly version of it. Are we talking about the Crusades ever in this series? Because we should talk about the Crusades. Uh, The Crusades wasn't so much... The Crusades was, anti, was against Muslims. Yeah, we'll was, probably do Crusades as its own episodes.
0: Yeah, that might be like a midweek or something. It's 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 fairly close to what we're about to talk about today, honestly.
2: Also, the Crusades were more or less just like what the Pope did for fun at yeah. that yeah. point
0: in time. Like. Well, it, they all of them, every single one of them, all of the Popes that did one.
2: So yeah, no, that's what I mean. The the Pope, as in the the many Popes yeah. in that time
1: period. So let's get started. Thirty minutes into the episode, (laughs) Don, what do you
0: what do you expect at this point
1: with the Spanish Inquisition? (laughs)
0: It's
2: twenty twenty three. Nothing. Yeah, but the Spanish Inquisition is like. You know, it's it's our or we're doing the origin story yeah, right now, yeah. more or less.
1: Yeah, but. this is the getting bit by radioactive Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: friendly neighborhood inquisition.
1: <laughs> so the Inquisition was set up by the Catholic Church in the twelfth century to punish <laughs>
0: Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Except that everyone absolutely does. <laughs>
1: So the Inquisition was set up by the Catholic Church in the 12th century to punish heresy in Europe and eventually the Americas. Lasting more Heresy
0: than, here read as
1: being any, brown. Basically
0: anything other than being a Catholic. Catholic. Exactly.
1: Lasting more than 700 years, the Inquisition was infamous. No, for you
0: t- you got to remember, this is
1: Europe, the home of the white people. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's where they make us. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's where the factory is. So the Inquisition was famous for its interrogations and tortures of Jews and Muslims, though the most well-known version of the Inquisition was in Spain. Hmm.
0: It is brown people, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, The origins actually started in France in 1184. It was at this time that Pope Lucius III sent bishops to southern France to track down heretics called catharists.
0: I think that's a medical device.
1: That's a catheter. That's
0: yeah. Yes, I yes.
1: <laughs> during, during the same, can you say
0: it again? The word catharists. Catharist. Catharists. Catharists.
1: Yeah.
2: Catharist. It's I'm basically reading uh, racist against Catholics is I what guess. they're saying. Yeah. yeah. I I was I was trying to parse that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so during the same period, the church also. Oh,
0: oh, are you saying that Christianity is dying out, and you should? I don't know. Perhaps have as many babies as you can to combat the rise of non-Christian entities in this country. Make America Catholic again. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? That's when everybody's
1: Elon against Musk's whole thing. Yeah, everybody's against Biden. Man. Biden's Catholic, so we don't like Catholics either. And in fact, hey Don,
0: we haven't liked Catholics for a <laughs> long time. I'll be honest. But I'm you.
1: talking about even like Greg Locke. He's talk when he talks. The Catholic Church is a cult and demon worshippers. Yeah,
2: I agree. With hey the first guys, half of that. everything is Satan, but yeah, I, I do agree. Religions are just cults that are old. Uh, well, the the classic thing. This is so overplayed, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, cult, That's our job. cult plus time equals religion. Yeah, pretty
0: much. They literally get grandfathered in.
2: Yeah, like for real. If your grandfather
0: was the founding member of the cult, and you are an adult. That's a religion now.
2: Yeah.
1: Pretty much period. So during the same period the church also pursued the Waldensians,
0: Th- uh, Scientology. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't even take them a whole 3 generations.
1: They pursued the Waldensians in Germany and northern Italy. In 1231, Pope Gregory chained or charged the Dominican and Franciscan orders to take over the job of tracking down heretics. Gregory so the MO of the Inquis- inquisitors was as follows, or as follows. They would arrive in a town and announce their presence. They would give the citizens, <laughs> "We're here guys!"
0: I just, it was too perfect. I wasn't going to use it that early, but damn. It's, I've been
2: looking at your phone where you still just have the button
1: <laughs> open. That's just loaded. <laughs> so this would give the citizens a chance. Like I've to, got a gun pointed at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this would give the citizens a chance to confess their heresy. The ones who confessed were usually punished by either making them go on a pilgrimage or a whipping. Those who did not confess were either accused of heresy but are those who did not confess but were accused of heresy would be forced to testify and for all torture and execution was certain
2: it's 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 kind of wild to me that it's it's almost like they were given the choice between um a spanking or a grounding
1: basically yeah
2: it's like what, would you like to be forced to make a pilgrimage all the way to or did it mean like a pilgrimage like a donation
1: I'm not certain. I just, it says pilgrimage. Pilgrimage been, usually means go to, like a trip. Right. Yeah. It's like it's a holy,
2: holy trick. Would you rather make a, a pilgrimage to you Rome? Know, whatever, whatever, probably. The, to Rome probably. Rome for Catholics, but right. for Vatican. It's you can either walk to Rome or you can take a spanking right now. Uh, it's more, than a uh, more than a spanking yeah no i mean I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. aware, but i understand but, yeah it, it's
0: like um daddy told you to go to your room or get a spanking yeah right literally yeah, exactly <laughs> like you don't get to eat the cake you go you leave the party now thank you goodbye the party's over for you and
1: then you just leave
0: and you never come back yeah
1: in a system that we will see a lot through this series people accused of heresy weren't allowed to face their accusers received no counsel, and were often victims of false accusations.
2: Mm-hmm. As much as the justice system is fucked today, like, we do take it... I don't want to say we take it for granted because that implies that uh, we should be happy with it. No, uh, that it still is, works. But, we do kind of take it for granted. Yeah, it's back then, It's we're going to see it with the Salem Witch Trials, too, even though they had a trial. Like, yeah. e- even if you were on trial, you were just fucked. Right. Like, there are at least some systems in place now to protect
1: yeah. Innocent until proven guilty is a nice thought. Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah. it never works out that way. Uh-huh.
2: And <laughs> it worked out that way even way less in the time period that we're talking about yeah. right now. So
1: So the Inquis- inquisition's reach was far and wide. In 1307, the inquisition was responsible for the mass arrest and mass arrest and torture of the Knights Templar. Now this arrest was ironic in the fact that the Knights Templar was a large organization of devout Christians living the medieval during the medieval area era good God, who carried out an important mission That mission was to protect European travelers visiting sites in the Holy Land while also carrying out military operations The Inquisition was also responsible for the execution of probably its most famous victim, uh, Joan of Arc.
2: I will send you to Jesus) <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just gonna have to get him a soundboard uh it's that I plugs know. directly yeah. into the
2: it's i keep joking that we're gonna become like shock jocks yeah. uh, listen hey there at are tons point... of famous people uh i'm citing t-pain
0: others, <laughs> others. who
2: have soundboards in their episodes <laughs> t-pain and others
1: yeah <laughs> But the Inquisition truly hit its stride, though, with the coronation of Spanish monarchs King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella in the 15th century. They believed that the corruption in the Catholic Church in Spain was caused by Jewish people who, in an attempt to escape anti-Semitism, converted to Catholicism. These people were called conversos. Fuck they off. They made up so many stupid fucking names for <laughs> shit. Like... So it's important to keep this in the back of your mind as we progress through the history. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one, bullshit guy. Um, it's going to be an editing nightmare <laughs> yeah, I'm for you because so those sorry. are definitely
2: way too loud. <laughs> Super sorry about that. I will put that up. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Everything that people who believe in a widespread conspiracy of Satanists preying on children can be traced back to the belief that Jews killed Christians in a type of ritualistic murder. So, if you hate Satanists,
0: you're an anti-Semite. Deal with it. Pretty, I think that's how their logic works. Yeah. Is it not?
1: Now this was called this was known as blood libel. The earliest versions of the accusations involving Jews supposedly crucifying Christian children on Easter slash Passover is said to be because of a prophecy. Now there is no reference to the use of blood and unleavened matzo bread at the time, at this time yet, which develops later as a major motivation for the crime. The blood libel theory has morphed over the centuries and we'll touch upon it many times over the coming weeks. Now, the conversos were distrusted by what prominent is it Christian about families.
0: Fear mongering. Where, let's just say, let's pick any random government that we know and have lived in America. for our whole lives. Let's just say it's America. <laughs> I don't understand about even today, like, we're talking about the fucking Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, people wore robes unironically,
2: <laughs> right. like
0: in the streets. Right. In Europe, you know, like Asia, that's a whole different situation, but like in Europe still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I just, why is it that the people who are literally putting the kids in the cages are always accusing the, the parents that they have stolen kids from of putting their, our kids in cages? Right. Like, how, how do they keep getting away with that shit? It's... Every time throughout from then
1: till now. Anyway, yeah, it's the good. justice system is fucking <laughs> shit. So um, the conversos were distrusted by prominent uh, Christian families. They were accused of starting a plague and accused of poisoning people's water. and abducted- So here's
0: the thing. You cannot at this time, you can't be a Jew or any type of other thing than Catholic. Right. And if you convert... They will still kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Because guess what? It's not about religion, it's not about your beliefs. So the fear and trust and distrust ran so deep that even the most trusted conversos, which were the Jewish people who converted to Catholicism, began being accused of practicing Judaism in secret. These conversos became... known How
0: about Christians at the time? You should be accused of practicing Judaism
1: openly and calling it Christianity. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. Fucking Jesus. Exactly. G- yep. <laughs> fucking Jesus. Fuck so... It. Oh, I do have one more. I am so
1: <laughs> sorry, but I do have to. So these conversos became known as crypto-Jews holy shit they were way ahead of their time crypto
2: jews <laughs>
0: crypto jews
2: no fucking way
1: that yeah. sounds
0: like something an incel would call a jewish person in a <laughs> right. bank exactly like,
2: <laughs> no oh my that god that sounds like just a man who happens to be jewish who won't shut the fuck up about nfts yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> the, the, the holy land has gone the way of nfts apparently <laughs> Wow.
1: Centuries ahead of their time. Truly, (laughs) truly innovative. (laughs) (laughs) So Ferdinand and Isabella feared angering their Christian subjects who had begun demanding stronger monitoring of conversos. The backing backing of the Christians was important to Ferdinand, who was planning a crusade (laughs) in Granada to remove the Muslims in the area. I have memorized the name of this button. Praise God, or I'm a shooting. That's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. If it ain't by Jesus, I'ma hit you with this gun.
0: Great. <laughs> and now you see, I had to. And now
2: I'm declaring a moratorium on buttons. <laughs> no more soundboards. <laughs>
0: Yet ye were dancing
2: also. <laughs> okay, I was vibing. Because it do slap. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> to fund his... No, only ho- if you aim out Jesus. <laughs> to fund this holy war and to quell the concerns of the Christian followers, Ferdinand and Isabella drafted the Alhambra Decree. An edict. Yeah, the Alhambra Theater. An edict that called for the removal of all practicing Jews from the kingdom of Castile and Aragon. And I... I actually
0: really enjoy Christopher Paolini's *Inheritance Quadrality*. Anyway, continue.
1: What? Aragon. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was. It's a if-
2: fucking fantasy reference. I because Quartet. Of I don't know if I. I
0: feel
1: like and actually, I think I mispronounced. It was Aragorn.
0: Oh, that's a Lord of
2: the
1: Rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. And all of I knew am- we were getting to Lord of the Rings from this. The purpose was oh. to prevent. <laughs> it also has to do with Satan. Well yeah. <laughs> the purpose was to prevent any influence that practicing Jews may have on true conversos. Under the decree, wow, that I don't even
0: conversos is like racist in like three different ways somehow. Yeah, it's wild.
2: <laughs> it's like so crazy. It really pulls it off. Like, like wow.
1: So forty thousand Jewish people were removed under the decree from Spain. What what year said are, are we 14, in again? Fourteen uh, hundreds. Okay. Okay. Another 50,000 Jewish people received Christian baptisms in order to remain citizens.
0: Because you would, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this edict led to the formation of the Tribunal of Castile in 1478, led by Thomas de Torquemada, a Franciscan friar who would go on to become the Grand Inquisitor two years later. Torquemada became well-known for his cruelty and severity. Eventually, Pope Alexander listened to the complaints of conversos, who escaped to Rome about the severity of Torquemada, and he decided that Torquemada would be joined by four more inquisitors until he died in 1498. Now, his successor- <laughs> So we send more. Well, the idea was to tempt I, him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But. but his successor was Diego de Deza, and uh-huh. by all accounts, he was just as vicious as Torquemada. What? Oh,
2: shocker. I can't believe it.
1: No de Deza even went after members of nobility and the government- though most of them were able to bribe their way out of trouble, which is a testament to today's corruption. what? yeah I can't I can't believe <laughs> it. you have committed heresy against God. here's a 20. ah God bless. So it's here a- amen. <laughs> so it's here that we will place just a small trigger warning as we are about to begin discussing some of the more heinous, Torture methods used by Torquemada and his minions ah good old fashioned medieval torture, yeah, although it's not as bad as some of the ones I've seen, like the was it was it Judas's seat. We're about to do a Vang Rames, Ving Rames
0: Ving
2: Rhames, guys. We're doing <laughs> it's, it. If you want to see some interesting shit about uh, medieval torture, some of which is probably way more gruesome than what we're about to talk about, uh, infographics on YouTube has some or, really interesting. Uh,
1: or if you live in the area where we are, which is in northeast Florida, you can go on down to St. Augustine and visit the Medieval Torture Museum, which has just opened. It just opened. Yeah, I was about to say, how have I never
2: been to the Medieval Torture, baby? We gotta go on a day trip. <laughs>
1: road trip for the whole show (gasps) our first trip
0: yeah
2: for the legends (laughs) does sound really fun i i actually think we should plan that
1: so clerics were given permission to use torture by the pope as as far back as 1252 in addition they were given instruction manuals or given an instruction manual to aid in interrogating the supposed heretics Colin Murphy, author of God's Jury, The Inquisition and the Making of the Modern World, said that he was surprised by how similar the Inquisitor Advice Manual and modern-day guides for intelligence agencies and police departments were.
2: That's because that's the kind of thing that conceptually, at its base level, does not change because humans don't.
1: Right. So, in an interview with NPR in regards to the similarities, Murphy stated, You see that everything that is being suggested now had already been anticipated. For instance, you want to spook the person you're interrogating. The inquisitors have a whole bunch of tricks that they lay out. The person to be interrogated comes into the room, and the inquisitor advice manual um, advises be sitting there. Have a huge stack of documents in front of you. And as the person is answering questions, flip through the documents as if you have more information than this person could dream of. And every so often, shake your head as if you can't believe what they're saying. It's almost word for word you find the same thing in modern handbooks. What in
2: a way? <laughs> it's interrogation tactics do not
1: change. Right. And we're going to go through some interrogation tactics through this series. So
2: Right. Well, because human psychology changes ever so slightly over time. But it does not change in such a way that in this scenario... You are
0: still an animal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the same animal that your ancestors were.
2: Wolves have been the same for since they fucking figured it out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And we figured it out
0: a really long time ago. Right.
2: We're apex predators in the same way that like alligators and crocodiles are. They have not evolved past shark. We're literally sharks. Yeah. They haven't evolved at all in the last you know uh, hundreds of thousands of years. They have received no evolutionary changes. Humans haven't really either, it, because we are apex predators. We 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 did we did the apex. We we got it. Yeah, we've gotten a little bit taller, a little bit wider, right?
0: But like, mostly we're the same. Mostly we're the same. We're just imperfect copies of imperfect copies. And That's our psychology
2: all. hasn't changed very much either. So shit like this we learned critical critical thinking yeah that's about it it stays the same a lot of things stay the same is the essence of what i'm saying
1: right now the more things change so on yeah (laughs) so when the inquisitors needed a confession interrogation would turn to torture the idea was if someone confesses it has to be true so if they had not confessed they would use torture to get the confession but inquisitors knew that confessions under torture could cause issues. So if someone confessed during torture, the torture would stop, the heretic would be led to a different location and allowed to rest for the rest of the day. The next morning, they would be asked if they confessed their heresy. If they did, then their confession was accepted. If not, then the punishment would continue. The Inquisitors knew that even then, the confessions could not be trusted. After all, if someone had just spent the day before being abused, they would probably say anything to avoid it starting all over again. Despite this, the Inquisitors accepted the confession anyways. So,
0: Oh, wow. What? Yeah. No, no way.
1: That doesn't sound familiar <laughs> at all. <laughs> so literally, if you confess, okay, you're done. If not, we torture you. Don found out he has jury duty,
0: and I, I want him to play <laughs> any, any one of our episodes for the judge. Just bring it in. Just be like, this is the hey, why can't you be on this jury, Donathan Bingham? You'll be like, Well, click, fuck the police. (laughs) Like like, he's innocent, Judge. He's innocent.
1: I don't care. He's innocent. So we'll start with the least troublesome uh, punishment of the lot, the hair shirt. Now the hair shirt is exactly what it sounds like: made of animal hair. The victim would place this item over their head and rest it on their shoulders. Straps would go underneath the arms to hold the object in place. The idea was that the coarse animal hair would irritate the skin of the wearer. They basically made you wear a rough wool that was strapped to you. Right, yeah.
2: They made you wear, like, your grandma's sweater if your grandma was really bad at making sweaters.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it was used for... It was uh, The hair shirt was used by...
2: Like, if your grandma had made the sweater out of a rug yeah <laughs> like, like... uh-huh yeah gr- Granny's lost it yeah that's definitely how this torture method came to be yeah like one, one of the inquisitors was like oh god i like i have to wear this because my grandma made it for me and she'd be pissed if i god, didn't but, this is but this, torture this, this is just... so
1: <gasps> bad <gasps> I...
2: somebody rally the grand inquisitor i've had an idea
1: yeah <laughs> So uh, the hair shirt was used by early Christians as a form of repentance during the season of Lent. In addition to the hair, sometimes rocks, twigs, or pieces of metal would be added to increase the irritation. Next up, I've been practicing this for weeks. Next up, we have interrogatorio mejrado del agua. Nice. Or water torture. Ah, In today's parlance, we call it waterboarding. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was called, the idea was what
0: waterboarding works (laughs) to do what it's intended to do, which is extract false confessions out of people you intend to kill and or put into, I don't know, say federal prison regardless of what actually
2: happened. Waterboarding is actually horrific, It's too. It's truly so fucking bad. Yeah. like I'm not going to jump ahead of you because you're probably about to explain everything yeah. I know about it, but waterboarding scares the shit out of me.
1: You've seen it in movies. It's way worse in real life. So
2: yeah. much worse.
1: So whatever it was called, the idea was the same, to produce the feeling of drowning in those you wish to confess. The victim would be strapped to a board with their body completely incapable of movement. Once secured, some form of cloth would be shoved in the victim's mouth and water would be poured onto the cloth. I believe it is,
0: um, there is a book series by an author that I will maybe look up later if I remember, but it is one of the only scenes in a novel that simultaneously does a water torture by a person who you are recently, you are coming to think of as a hero, ah. and the person they do it against, it, like it, 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 it's so wild. It's such a good example of what culture has done to waterboarding. Your heroes can use waterboarding if the thing that happened to them was extreme enough. And what had just happened to him, ah,
2: it's, um, uh, shit. Well, it's the I think the concept you're getting at is more or less the same thing that makes tarantino movies work yeah it's incredibly violent retribution for incredibly violent acts
0: yeah yes and and he and it works kind of to but in this book series it is called um the night angel Brent weeks mm-hmm. the Night angel trilogy it's a uh, it's actually really fucking good but It's this guy whose whole family has just been murdered and he finds them and to get to, you know, finding whoever has done this thing, he literally is explaining to his men, like, this is despicable what I'm about to do. And they're like, where the fuck did you learn this? And he's like, when I was captured as a prisoner of war in fantasy country... So long ago, I learned this from our friends over there. I did eventually get to kill them or whatever the fuck hard ass military shit he says. But, like, you know, it's, it really sort of drives home. It simultaneously does the, you know, thing you, the thing you were talking about. Yeah. And also shows you, like, no, this is actually horrific. Yeah. What's happening right now. Yeah, it's, not. I don't know. It's just an amazing scene. Yeah. And I wanted to delay the descriptions
1: of what <laughs> happens to real people in real life. At first, the victim would be given time between sessions to allow them to catch their breath. But if no confession came, the sessions would become closer together, as well as the length of time the water was poured got longer. Breathing became harder as a person's lungs began to fill with water. Many other people... Yeah, you know how you produce the sensation of drowning? you fucking start drowning somebody. Yeah.
2: Right, but it's it's a very light amount of drowning such that it won't kill you. Yeah. You won't actually drown. They can do it indefinitely.
1: Yep. Um many other people were forced to watch as a form of punishment to get the confessions out of them. Some people would confess without ever being accused just from hearing about the torture.
2: See, that's how bad it is. That's that's all I need to say about it right there. That's how bad it is. You can see somebody else get waterboarded and say, nope, yep, kill me. He he fucking, he said
0: that just just hearing hearing about it. About it, yeah. Like, do you understand? You are in a place where you know that no matter what you do, you are probably going to die here. And the only way that you're not going to die is to convince them that you have converted. But by the time you're in this place, it's way too late for that, and you know it.
2: It's You're already at the point where you can either be tortured and die, or say, yeah, I'm a heretic, and then die. You yeah. Just let them kill you. Yep. And like, yes, I understand uh,
0: about pride... Which is what it boils down to. But, you know, some people hold that principle incredibly close, and I do admire that. But at the same time, you have to, like, when you know you're going to die, if your faith is such that you ha- that you think you need to go through torture, I am not going to tell you that that is the wrong choice. But I'm also not going to tell the motherfucker who decided that he was done already, I'm not going to be mad at him either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's either way, you did it. Right. You, yep. you did it. Like, fuck whatever you think you did wrong. Fuck that. It's their fault. The people who are doing this. Right. Um, America. What? <laughs>
1: uh, the Spanish Inquisitors willingly and repeatedly used eyewitnesses of the water torture to stop the spread of heresy. Now, probably the most well-known form of torture among, during the uh, Spanish Inquisition was the rack. <clears throat> now, this process consisted of placing a person on a flat board with their legs strapped together and their arms strapped down over their heads. Chains would be attached to the arms and legs and then attached to a wheel that would be attached to a crank. The Inquisitors would begin turning the crank, which would cause the arms and legs of the victims to begin stretching. People who were supe- suspected of heresy would be forced to watch, and the sounds of the victim's tendons and ligaments snapping was often enough to make the observers confess. Those who had... Uh, yeah, they basically figured out how to dr- how to fucking... Um, what's the the horse one? Drawn and quartered? Yeah, drawn yeah. and quartered. Mm-hmm.
2: They automated drawing and
1: quartering. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, those who had the bad luck to be placed on the rack would suffer by having muscles that could no longer contract. Without elasticity of muscles, a person could no longer move on their own. For a person that survived long sessions of forced stretching, they could lose control of their bowels and other bodily functions and be permanently unable to move on their own. But the Inquisitors didn't just stop with simple stretching. But the Inquisitors didn't stop with just stretching, ever on the lookout for new and inventive ways to inflict pain. For example, part of a person may be on a bed of nails, or some other sharp objects, and when the rack began to stretch them, the nails would slowly pierce the skin. The accused would feel the pain of being stretched as well as objects scraping against their skin. They were, I don't want to say creative, but... Thorough. Thorough. Thorough, yeah, Yeah, that's better. And this research actually led me to something I never knew. The Iron Maiden?
2: Not a real thing. Not
1: a real thing. Yeah. Did not know that until just recently um next up
0: i mean it's a dope name for a band yeah yeah sure
1: so next up we have the strapado or the also known as corda now the use of the strapada or corda has three variations the first the accused would have their hands tied behind their back similar in nature to modern day handcuffing a rope would be tied to their wrists and passed over a pulley, beam, or hook, Oh yeah. depending on the place where the torture took place. I
2: know this one by a different name. Yeah. They, they, they called it some kind of bird or something.
1: Are you thinking a blood eagle?
2: No, no. A blood, blood eagle's different. That's like a Viking yeah. thing. But um, no, it's sure. where they, they strap. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to describe it. Yeah. I, it. They call it a bird something.
1: As the accused was pulled off the ground, they would be hanging from their arms, which, keep in mind, was tied behind their backs. Yeah. Variations of the strapado included using weights to cause more resistance and pain. Uh, The inverted and extended shoulders would separate from their sockets. At times, jerking the hanging victim would cause the shoulders to break. An especially torturous variation of the strapado was tying the wrists of the accused in front along with the ankles and then adding weight before pulling the victim off the ground to hang. Even in its less invasive state, the strapado would separate the shoulders and cause agonizing pain to be accrued uh, uh, to the accused. Sorry, physical damage to the accused would be obvious to any onlookers as shoulders separated from their sockets. If the how do you, enc-
2: how do you spell strapado?
1: S T R A P P A D O. Um if the ankles were also tied hips and legs would also suffer damage so basically they now would Now keep use...
0: in mind these are things that people have been doing to people since before time was measured in years
1: yeah so the length of time for the strapado was relatively short reports of it u- report of it oh my god reports of its use during the inquisition had the entire process completed in 60 minutes or less a short yeah of course, a person's individual threshold for pain would have ultimately determined the strapado's success of eliciting a confession or information sought by the tribunal. Again,
0: you are not... Listen, you're more resilient than you think you are. You're not that goddamn resilient. No. And if you are, that makes you, on some level, a superhuman.
1: <laughs> right. Like, Or a sociopath.
2: D- w- not, or one of those people like, with that disorder where you can't
1: feel, feel pain, pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, that makes you, like, it makes you different from the right. relative norm, you It's know? you're
2: more resilient than you think you are, but there is still a point There's where a you threshold, will just man. break.
0: Yeah. Even, listen, I'll, I'll, let's go to the to the sort of uh, vaguely Asian sh- bullshit that we've done in this culture. Uh, you know, the, 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 the reed that bends in the wind won't break, but the mighty oak will fall, or whatever, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, but in a hurricane, that reed stands even less of a chance than the fucking oak does. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And both of those things are going to be flying into your house tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there's no... You
1: can't win in there's that situation.
2: There's a point where it's just too it, much. Right. Where this is that.
1: Exactly. Anyway. Fuck, I stubbed my pinky toe and I'm ready to confess. <laughs> <laughs> to anything.
2: Engage the stubbing of the toes. I mean, you would be you would be
0: really fucking surprised about like the amount of pain a human can experience and like live through it under the right conditions. And I bring I bring up um, a personal experience article that I've read, and then I researched. This is a real thing that happens in real life, you guys. Okay, right now, today, some people who are allergic to like anesthetics, mm-hmm. if they have to have open heart surgery, how do you think they do it? They have to be awake. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we discussed that on one. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So what they do, or at least what they were doing for this particular person um, and variations of this, but it's what they do is the doctors will tell you, like, they will not fucking sugarcoat it. They're like, you're going to want to fucking die. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's going to suck that hard. Um, w- w- We're going to put on like your favorite music.
2: Yeah. Something to help you focus. On something, something to help else. you
0: focus on something else. Anything else. And you know you're gonna you you're gonna want to make as many cuss words happen as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just give you all the tips of what helps with pain management. And and then they tell you they you know they tell you like you got to remember to breathe. <laughs> like and they'll periodically try to remind you of shit like that. And like eventually, if you don't pass out, you ha- you know. You will pass out at a certain point because, like, they'll start cutting into your goddamn ribs and shit because they have to get to your heart. And then they separate that fucking thing from your body. And if you're conscious at that point, I imagine that you probably are going to pass out just from seeing your heart be (laughs) gone. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would. I would not want to. I, I don't know if I could, like. But, like, it depends on, like, how does your body manage pain? If, you're, if you hit that threshold, does it pass you out or does it do the one where you have to be up? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, it's really – it's crazy, but under the right conditions, it can be done. And, like, sometimes similar results can be had from, like, faith-based – shit. like, if you truly believe in your religion and you are – you, you know you're like i'll die hard but i'm not gonna die you know like a traitor to my faith or my god or mm. however you would phrase it in your own mind like it's a similar situation where that adrenaline and th- your body is doing its best to help you maintain your pain threshold and it's going to do better than you think it's going to
1: do but eventually it, it is going to give out yeah sorry anyway no. go ahead so while death did not happen with this torture method, permanent nerve, ligament, and tendon damage was likely to occur in the victim. Now, in a moment of crazy combination, sometimes the Spanish viceroys, uh, the rack would be done similar to strapado. An accused person would be tied by their wrist to a tall tree or pole, and their ankles stretched towards the ground. Now, the final form of torture was the most sadistic of them all. I'm talking about the Catherine Wheel. Now the Catherine wheel or the breaking wheel was a form of capital punishment adapted from the rack for the Spanish inquisition. Torture methods had to provide a variety and variety and surprises.
0: <laughs> like it's a fucking carnival.
1: <laughs> the more, <laughs> the more forms of torture, the greater the chance the accused infidels would confess to their crimes and embrace the church. Now an adaptation of the rack, the wheel dates back to antiquity intended as capital punishment and it sometimes was used as a form of torture. Generally, a wagon wheel was used, and the accused or convicted would be stretched over the wheel. Then like they would,
2: backwards, right? Like with your back against the wheel? Right.
1: Yeah. Then they would be beaten. The spaces between the spokes would allow bones to break upon contact with a club or other device. If the device was used as a torture, the accused would be removed from the wheel before death. When the wheel was used as a form of capital punishment, the convicted would be bludgeoned to death. Repeated hits from clubs, thick tree branches, or other implements would break bones. The mangled body of the convicted would be placed on display until death. In some instances, the dying convict would be kept alive as long as possible to drag out the painful process of awaiting death from broken bones. Convicts on the wheel would be placed on public display. It was a hope of local authorities that keeping tortured or convicted tortured or convicted people on display would deter others from committing heinous crimes. Now how effective this process was is unclear, particularly considering that the wheel remained in use throughout the nineteenth century. So we're talking the eighteen hundreds.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry I blanked out. I was literally the this wheel thing yeah. reminded me of um, another fucking scene and Brent Weeks must have been studying the goddamn Spanish Inquisition <laughs> while he was writing this trilogy because there's a scene in in it that is very emotional. Like it's incredibly it's brutal. Right. Like um and I I just was thinking about that while you were describing the things to me. Sorry. Where Sorry. are we at?
1: Are, are we, we still just, in the wheel? No, we're done. Okay, okay. So it's important to note that while the Pope was very much in control of the previous versions of the Inquisition, he was completely helpless when it came to the Spanish Inquisition. That one was solely under the control of the Spanish monarchs. According to Murphy, uh, the Spanish government did not, have to, well, did not have the welfare of victims in mind. What it did have was the uses it could put out oh my God, what, what it did have was the uses it could put prisoners to. And one thing that the monarchy needed was a gala- was galley slaves to row ships. It's probably the worst punishment that can ever be meted out. Your life expectancy was not more than a couple of years,
2: but a couple of awful, unimaginably awful years. Yeah.
0: So, um, just a moment, <laughs> God damn because that reminded me of another fucking book series called the Lightbringer series. Also by motherfucking Brent Weeks. Son of...
1: All right. What a bitch. What a bitch. So after Isabella's death in 1504, Ferdinand promoted Cardinal Gonzalo Jimenez de Cisternos, the head of the Spanish Catholic Church, to the, inquis- to the role of Inquisitor General. Jimenez had previously made a mark in Granada, persecuting the Islamic Moors. As Inquisitor General, Jimenez pursued Muslims into North Africa, encouraging Ferdinand to take military action. Upon seizing African towns, the Inquisition became established there. Jimenez was dismissed in 1517 after pleas from prominent conversos, but the Inquisition was allowed to continue. As Spain expanded into the Americas, so did the Inquisition established in Mexico in 1570. In 1574, Lutherans were burned at the stake there, and the Inquisition came to Peru where Protestants were likewise tortured and burned alive. In 1580, Spain and Portugal ruled jointly by the Spanish crown and began rounding up and slaughtering Jews that had fled Spain. Philip II also renewed hostilities against the Moors, who revolted and found themselves either killed or sold into slavery.
0: For those who don't know, Moors are black people.
1: Yeah. Philip II died in 1598, and his son Philip III dealt with the Muslim uprising by banishing them. From 1609 to 1615, 150,000 Muslims who had converted to Catholicism were forced out of Spain. By the mid-1600s, the Inquisition and Catholic dominance had become such an oppressive fact of daily life in Spanish territories that Protestants avoided those places altogether." In 1808, Napoleon conquered Spain and ordered the Inquisition uh, there to be abolished. After Napoleon's defeat in 1814, Ferdinand VII worked to reinstate the Inquisition but was ultimately prevented by the French government, which helped Ferdinand overcome a fierce rebellion. Part of the agreement with France was to dismantle the Inquisition, which was defunct by 1834. A span, um, the last person to be ex- executed by the Inquisition was Cayetano Ripoll, a Spanish schoolmaster hanged for heresy in 1826. The Supreme Sacred Congregation of the Roman and Universal Inquisition still exists, though it has changed its name a couple times. It is currently called the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith.
0: I'm sorry, read that last sentence again?
1: Um it is currently called the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. What What is? The Inquisition. It's still... The Supreme Sacred Congregation of the Roman and Universal Inquisition still exists, though it has changed its name a couple times. It is currently called the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. Yeah. And something... Yeah, that are I, they still doing the same shit? Pretty much. Not... I mean, more, like, discreet now. One of the things that I read, I didn't put it in here, when they talked about burning at the stake, a lot of times, um, people who didn't confess Mm -hmm. would be burned at the stake alive. People who did confess would be killed, then burned at the stake. So, if you confessed, you actually got the relief of not being burned alive. Right. You still died. But... Yeah,
0: it's a fucking lose lose. It's
2: supposedly being burned alive is the most painful way to die. I can imagine that that's true.
0: I I, I mean, it, it, like, it's hitting your biggest organ, your skin, all and of it, all of it, all at once. Yeah,
2: and then uh, your nerves start dying. Well, because you've got a good, I want to say it's 90 seconds before um, your nerves are burned enough that they don't feel anymore. But when they would tie you to the stake and burn you alive, that would start at your feet. You'd have about 90 seconds where the fire would catch your feet and start to spread. And so it would be a good, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes of literally unimaginably bad pain.
1: Yeah. That before you, you
2: would uh, 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 inevitably pass out, dying from of the shock. Pain, yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Again, I even if I burn myself on a stove, I'm ready to confess,
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I accidentally touched the inside of my air fryer and I'm like, oh, fuck yes, I'm a heretic. God damn it, make it stop.
1: <laughs> so that one was short. I don't want you guys to get all comfy and 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 relax that oh it's not gonna be that bad we gonna have some deep longer episodes this one was a shorter episode because this
2: was the introduction
1: this is the introduction and and really there's not much with the spanish inquisition where it's just not basically history class and i didn't want to right get into history because i know somebody in the room as much as i love our history episodes hates the history episodes
0: it's not that i hate the history episodes it's that It's just history. There's not a whole lot to really comment on, and uh, my brain just goes away. And then I miss most of it. Oh, you find
2: plenty to comment on. (laughs) Listen.
0: Listen. Sometimes it's like a lot all at once, (laughs) and my brain can't handle it.
1: So, yeah. So, welcome to the Satanic Panic, guys. Um, Next week, we will start at least the... Two part, possibly more. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, series part ugh, of the uh, Salem Witch Trials, which is going to be me. I'm writing
2: it. Um, I don't currently have much of it finished, but by the time you hear it, I'll have it all <laughs> finished.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know, but we are taking a week off for Christmas because we record on Sundays. Christmas falls on a Sunday, so it's going to be too much. Yeah, so. But you guys won't know that because we're actually we record ahead of time. Ha, ha ha So you will actually not see a break. Um, Patreon people will.
2: Oh shit! That's right. Yeah, because we are taking it in such a way. Okay, sorry, yeah. patrons. I don't think we've ever done this to patrons before. But it, it's going to be a week without an episode. Actually, no, maybe not. Week without an maybe episode. Not. The there may- won't be
1: a midweek. Uh, yeah. So wait. So yeah, uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's, there will not be a midweek, I don't think. Yeah. No. I don't
2: know. Be. Our schedule is so fucked that we don't even know it anymore. Yeah. It's all going to be a surprise for you <laughs> I guys. I have no clue. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know anymore. We, we show up, we talk in microphones, we go home and.
0: Yeah. I, oh, we don't have to do the Patreon shit at the end, but you know, like, follow, share, rate, subscribe. You heard mm. it at the top. You do the yeah. things. Uh-huh. Yep. Y'all know the drill.
1: Uh-oh. Fuck cancer.
0: Be good to yourselves, and you're more resilient than you think you are. Despite what but we just talked about, but not to the resilient, but not that resilient. You understand? Not that.
2: <laughs> you know, like. There's a limit.
1: All right.